Thank you. <laughs> I'll check that out later. You you won't thank me. <laughs> so last time, Tad's character absent. No, are you absent? I am absent. Yes. Encountered the bluebird of happiness in the uh, in in the settlement. And that was That's right. Yeah, right after someone came down sick with the whatever it is thing, sickness, illness, curse thing. No, at least two people fell down at the same time. Like they faint because they're overcome by a stimulus. So I have a theory about that, but it's a question of whether absinthe would be able to come to this, or how I can adapt the theory to the worldview of these people. You have been told by the Mojo woman that there's, uh, there's, uh, what did I say? Like an evil spirit of the world that was that's uh, reemerged, and it needs to be put to rest. Okay. So actually, my adaptation of the theory would fit very well with what the Mojo woman said, I think, because we know that in the world that was. Sorcery was a lot more common, and they made these machines, and they dug these tunnels, and built these big things, and they put evil spirits into machines. There was a word that the settler used when I was talking to him. He said, signal. Oh, who are you, who are you talking about? I'd made a house call right. on the dude, and he was talking about... We got into the bit about the sound... When he when he faints, mm, right. And at the beginning of that, he used the word signal. And now I don't know if you, I don't remember if you walked back him using the word signal, but I think I ref refined it by saying, think of it as like a an air raid siren or something like that, like a like an air raid siren, like a beeping or not a beeping, uh, a, a a signal, like a, a, a an ongoing sound, high pitched sound, right? That kind of signal in quotation marks. So my theory was that the evil spirit that the Mojo Weapon spoke of is trying to send dreams about the Bluebird. And if you've got the wrong kind of brain, it just beats on your brain until your defenses are overcome and you start falling down. So eventually, most people are going to start falling down. But a few people, the brains interpret it right... And they see the blue bird, and those people shouldn't fall down. So that's me, and that's uh, Bo, and the Mojo Woman so far. So I know that the bird isn't, the source of the blue bird isn't, probably isn't here. It probably isn't in the sinkhole. But since it started about the time of the storm, ugh, I would hate to have to go where the storm came from, because... That was really glowy, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. So uh, I don't remember exactly how I put it, um, but I seem to recall we had a little scene where you went to talk to the Mojo woman because you wanted to see you guys. Uh -huh. And she told she said something about a falling star in the east okay. just prior to the advent of the storm. Uh, and then the storm came and then uh, people started falling, fainting. Yeah. Yeah. So you came out of the east, um, I believe, unless I mixed up my directions. You came from the way that, that the falling star, where the falling star landed. I 
think that's pretty clear then. Well, if you tell Bo you saw the bluebird, I will go, oh, it followed us. <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, let's establish uh, where you are and what you're doing. So um, you've just, uh, absent, you've just uh, walked out into the main drag, in quotation marks, in the, in the settlement here at home. Yeah. And the bird has appeared to you in its all blue color, bleeding, black-eyedness, doing a little skip hop, looking at you sideways, and then vanishing like... It's an image on an old uh, CRT TV, and that's where you are. I'm going to go find Bo okay. while I cogitate through all of this. Where has Bo squirreled himself away in the in the after eating? He has this place he's kind of made himself. It's just some planks, some sheet metal, just making a little impromptu lean-to against a building, and got some got various bits of blanket and stuff on the floor. That's pretty much where he lives. It's not it's not it's not pretty, but it keeps the sun off. Keepsakes or, or things that he keeps around in his little nook. Personal property is whatever you can carry. So if anything's in there, it's what is his like his crowbar and his machete, and that's about it. it Maybe something he borrowed from someone else and forgot to bring back because he does that. Feedy carvings, anything of, of that order. Yeah. It may, well, yeah, maybe he, he may he may have picked up something and just sort of has it propped against the side, and he just looks at it because it looks pretty, and that's about it. So given the lack of uh, Rory, I guess it's uh, pretty dark and dim in your um, little dwelling when when uh, Absinthe comes to visit. So I knock on whatever detritus you've built this thing out of. Clink, 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 clink. What? Uh, uh, oh, what? What? Hey, Bo. Mm-hmm? I don't think we're going back to the sinkhole. We'll go past it. Why? Because I just saw the bird here. Eyes go wide. You saw the bird? I saw the bird. People fell down, and then I saw the bird. They fell down at the same time. It followed us. That's what happened. Well, the the juju woman was talking about evil spirits. What if it's, you know, it's trying to send some dreams or something about the blue bird. And that beats on most people's heads until they fall down. But some of us, like you and me, we see the blue burn. We got special brains. There's your title, Derek. The men with the special brains. <laughs> men who stare at birds. It doesn't have quite the same brain. <laughs> so that makes us particularly the right men to go find the demon or the devil or the god or whatever it is. Because we won't fall down. Have you checked on Rory? Is he okay? No, I didn't go talk to Rory yet. I came to you first because I knew you had seen the bird before. But sure, I can go talk to him too. So where are we have to head toward the glow? I think so. Out in the east, she said. Maybe we need to see if we can get Rory to see the bird. I think eventually he'll either see the bird or he'll fall down. And I think that'll happen no matter where we are. But I will go talk to him. Yeah, I'm going to... Probably put start putting together stuff that we'll need for the trip. Good plan. And I go to Rory, look in, and see if he's awake. Uh, he's probably working on his long long term project of figuring out how to read. Hey, hmm. uh, some stuff has happened. I was checking on some of the people who'd fallen down, and they fell down again. They fell down at the same time too, and about that same time. I saw that bird that Bo was going on about, and the Juju woman was talking about. Following us. So I was wondering if you had noticed anything. I don't remember seeing that bird. 
And you didn't fall down either, clearly. Recently. So, I'm starting to think this evil spirit or whatever is trying to send dreams about the blue bird. And most people, it just wears them down, makes them fall down. But some people can see the bird, and I think those people will be okay. But we got to go find it and stop it, or pretty soon, almost the whole village is going to be falling down every time. Every time it sends out this sound or signal or whatever it is that's hurting people. So I talked to Bo, and he's starting to pack up for an early departure tomorrow, going east. Do you know where we're going, just other than east? Well, she talked about the falling star. The falling star and then the storm, so we go upwind of where the storm came from and we look for the fallen star. That's about all I've got. Well, let's hope it's still glowing. Be easier to find. Yeah. And maybe the more times we see the blue bird, maybe we'll be able to notice other clues. But anyway, you uh you want any help with that or I'll get it. Okay. Well, there's any letters you wanna know more about, just let me know, and I'll go ahead and leave you. Maybe you should talk to Mojo Woman about what you saw. Yeah, I'll uh, go request an audience if she's got, like, a apprentice or helper or something, or I guess I'll knock if there isn't. Tell her, hey, it's not checking on people falling down. They're falling down at the same time. And right then, I saw the bird, too. I'm belie- more of a believer now about this fallen star and evil spirit business. So, it's going to drive me along, I think. Else muted. I don't know if he's trying to... Mojo Woman's probably asleep. Probably. But get no answer, I'll report again in the morning before we leave. She's dead! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Now I understand some of the jokes. So, you find the Mojo Woman sitting cross-legged outside of her hut... You know, her eyes are closed and she she's apparently like, quote unquote, meditating over an 8-track tape. So I assume you're like, you start saying the things you said to her. I thought it was very funny that Dirk was like, oh, the Mojo woman is asleep because it was very appropriate. So I was like, yeah, totally. She's fallen asleep uh, over her meditations over the 8-track tape and is not listening. Um, I think you can figure that out pretty quickly without having to resort to making incisions and figuring out like, oh, she's dead. I'll come back in the morning. Maybe she'll have another dream about the bluebird. I'm gathering what I can. Um, so a lot of the, the practical stuff that you use out and about are things that you are either handed to you or you make use of things as you find them, right? This is a very, like... Very scaver background. Stone Age scavenger, utilitarian. I mean, they have very little to offer you other than the extra rations of food that you're, you're getting because you guys are, are on the raiding part and you're risking your lives a little more directly than the rest. But if you want to go swipe some motor oil from the Black Thumbs and, and some ears of uh, mutated, sickly-looking, struggling wheat uh, or, or corn from the fields, that's always possible. We'll find stuff to eat along the way. Oh, yeah. Just may not be tasty. But so that's always a luxury. <laughs> yeah. uh, you may have to eat it raw, too. So, yeah. yeah. I might understand you, you uh, assemble your little team in the early wee hours. Yeah, and then we'll head out. Did you actually want to bug the Mojo woman when she's probably more awake? Yeah. All right. Okay, so in the about at the time when when, uh, Bo has gotten everything ready for you to leave um, and you go back, she's still sitting there in that kind of like cross-legged pose, eyes closed, 
quote unquote meditating over the eight track tape. Guess I'll have to sit down and cross my legs and try it a little bit myself while I uh, wait for her to acknowledge me. All right. So she uh, opens one eye and, and like looks you up and down. And she goes, are you mocking me, boy? No, ma'am. I came to tell you what happened last night. That some of the people fell down. I noticed they fell down at the same time. And at that same time, I also saw the blue bird. See, see, it is ascending. It is. And it'll wear down more and more people. You, like Bo, have been chosen. I'm hoping that uh, the other of our party will also be chosen. That Rory will also be chosen soon. I think he will, but we won't know until it gets to that threshold with him. It's starting to sound like a weird cult. (laughs) (laughs) We've got the special brains that can see through the birds. We don't have the special brains. We fall down. (laughs) The brainy bunch. She gets up with some difficulty, having sat down for all the night, all the night, uh, and collects her uh, eight-track tape. And she pushes it toward you to your chest, and she says, uh, uh, keep this close. It will help protect you from the evils of the spirits. Thank you very much. I will guard it zealously. The label is long since worn away, unfortunately, so there's no telling what it is. Well, it'll go in an inside pocket of my things if I've got an inside pocket. Okay. So uh, you uh, you meet up with Lazarus uh, at the outskirts of the settlement, uh, and he looks you over and it's like, uh, oh, so you're you're going out again. I I trust this is a necessary outing. Yes, we're seeking the evil spirit related somehow to the the visions of the Mojo woman. Yes. If we don't find it soon, I fear that eventually almost everyone in the village, except the Mojo woman and others who can see the blue bird, will be falling down. I do hope you take uh, extra precaution with all the strangers that have been uh, passing us these last few weeks. Uh, I worry that uh, your absence is leaving the settlement uh, vulnerable. Well, if we're falling down, they're falling down too. That's true. So those times when the dreams go out. I just wish uh, wish you uh, the best of luck and, and, and please do not try not to drag any more uh, problems our way. I'll do my best to keep them out of trouble. Uh, good luck, then. I want to find a find a, a good route that doesn't... Doesn't take us past the crazy in the tunnel. Oh, but also gives us cover along the way. So I guess that's a what, that's what an insight? Do you want to essentially plot a course mm-hmm. for yourself? Or, or as they would say, read a sitch. All right. You, you can do that, too. Yeah, sure. Now, is this in your head prior to leaving, or is it you're picking your way as you as you go? I'm makeup as I go along, person. You know that insight then, or yeah, no no bonuses, eh, partial. So, in the immediate surroundings, the vast majority of the of the landscape is this blasted, dusty waste uh, with scrubs here and there, half effaced strips of road, townships, and and outlying. Uh, you know, suburbs, uh, bits of maybe town or city that have been flattened or or worn down by elements or storms or nuclear weapons uh, or bomb blasts. Yeah. So so that stuff is fairly familiar to you. Beyond that, particularly to the east, there's going to be a section that's very, you know, very heavy in, in the glow. There's a great big swampland to the east and there's a, a 
hoop ton of bugs of all types, bug people, um, big dumb bugs, uh, small bitey bugs, all that stuff. That's going to be a bother any any path you take. Okay, I just hold a hatchet, follow me, and I start leading the way. Uh, you you figure you can avoid most of the the problems here, but once you get to the swamp area, then it it gets uh, dicey. Encounter see anything along the way, or yeah. So I think maybe you pick up a few of those deep tracks again. Look like like a large heavy vehicle, broad uh, tires. Recent day before. Well, it seemed to be of the same type that you saw the day before when you came uh, across the um, the guy in the tunnels, the half life in the tunnels. Because the wind blows all the time. If it was like made yesterday, there'll be some sand filling them in. If it was made like today, there'll be a lot more fresh. Probably at least a day uh, since these were made. Uh, they were here yesterday, at least. It's the same character as the tracks you caught the other day between the the subway station with, uh, with the half-life and all the, the reclaimed, in quotation marks, uh, equipment. He, he mentioned some, some tin people or tin men or something. But we don't see anyone right now. No, you're just seeing the treads. Any convenient sand dunes or rock pile I can climb up top up is to do a quick scan of the horizon? Sure. So I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to go up and see what, what I can see. Keep your eyes open. Knock yourself out. Yeah, I'm going to climb up and, you know, just poke my head up and start looking around, see what I can see. Now, since you have the ability, would you like to read the waistline like a person? This is more of an intimate thing and you take account of much more. Yeah. I'll use that. I'll use my feral. Yeah. So that's what? So that's, that's automatic? Uh, no, it just means that uh, you get a different level of information. If, if you were just like scanning in a in a perfunctory way uh, or, or a practical sense, you might see like a fire, whereas you know the land intimately in a way that other people don't. So you, you get a sense for things faster and you see different signs. Uh, let's see. You do have strain, right? If you want to use that. Let's use a little strain. Eight, so it's a partial. Okay. So uh, as you're as you're ascending this uh, little uh, rubble hill, you get first of all, there's something like clammy in in the about the the atmosphere, or it's maybe making you clammy. You're not entirely sure which. There's a smell like it smells like uh, one part gun smoke, one part bug goop. As you look up toward the like the crest of the little rubble you're you're struggling up, you see like these four like kind of weird mutant uh, picture like a cross between like a, a, a migratory bird and a and a bat, kind of hairless and and flappy. Like four of them start take they come emerge from the the top, right? As if they're leaving because there's danger heading their way or something they they were threatened by it. It wasn't you. So when I crest, do I see anything? Oh, yeah. As uh, soon as you crest, you see on the other side of this little uh, thing, you see the remains of what seems to be a confrontation between like some big, dumb bug things, ant-ish critters with all kinds of like purple goop spread all over the place. And you see um, some weird uh, individuals. I don't know how to describe them other than to say that you, they, they have some kind of like uh, what the viewer would recognize as like sports gear on, like a mishmash of like uh, hockey gear, American football gear. They have um, facsimiles, like tribal facsimiles of jerseys, um, sports jerseys on. 
and have all kinds of like weird implements, hedge cutters, uh, hockey sticks, bats. <laughs> there are uh, four of them still standing, uh, and there are about six of them either out cold or dead or ripped apart uh, on the other side. They appear to be standing there uh, with their headgear off over their over their chests, um, like they're you know sending off their dead comrades or something. They're they're the survivors. I'll carefully move back down and debate about waving the other two up. Give me a prowess. You wanna you wanna be quiet. <sighs> yeah, that, I don't want to spend any more strain right now. So that falls into I just you know partial. Yeah. So uh, so here's the deal. You can not get away completely. However, you you if you want, uh, you're you're gonna be detected, right? Yeah, yeah. But you you can be detected and dash down into the quote-unquote safety of your your comrades or you can draw their attention away right from your comrades if you want to they don't know your comrades are there yet safety in numbers or be a target i'm a scaver i i'm scooting down all right so you you scoot back down somebody one of them's like you hear somebody you know oh say something uh, indistinct and then you hear some some more shouts behind you as you're you're dashing down the side to your to toward your friends and I'll hiss, Raiders, Raiders. And I guess we start looking for some place to hide because we're not equipped to take them on. They don't think we are. So he, he comes down toward you. What, what do you do? He comes down, dashing down the, the little rubble hill. Oh, more like skidding down, you know. Skidding, yeah. I'm going to find a little niche in the junk to press myself into. Well, uh, if you just want some cover, that's no problem. If you want to essentially be out of sight, that would be a role of some kind. Let's try to go full out of sight. Well, let's call that an insight role to figure out like where where you can actually hide yourself smartly, uh, okay. quickly. Marshall? Okay. It's going to be chancy. There's nothing like immediately really great in the vicinity. There's like maybe a, a half-rusted bit of car door with some rocks that you could stick behind, but it's going to be like that. If somebody's hiding, they're probably going to be behind the car door and the rocks, right? And the rocks may deflect bullets, but the car door definitely won't. But it's what I've got. The sure. way he's shouting, I'm not sure how much distance we're going to make over open country if we just run. So you take that cover then, I'm hearing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what about... Crouch down behind cover, searching behind him for whatever he's shouting about. And okay. I'm just, just going to go into cover by over by uh, Rory because I see him, you know, like... I go, they don't have, I didn't see any weapons, but I did see hockey sticks. So a moment later, uh, first one, then, then there are three, there are three of them. And then a fourth comes cresting the, the rubble hill. Um, and there, you can see that they're having, they have like bats and sticks and somebody probably has like a mop handle. They're like looking down and, uh, one of them raises a fist, which, uh, in some quarters, Bo is kind of a scaver, like, signal for like uh, hey truce or calm down or whatever we don't call it i rec uh, okay i recognize it i'll carefully stand up and do the same motion back all right i stand up and just like raise my hand like i'm waving at him <laughs> three of them stay up there and one of them uh you know he hands his hockey stick and then he starts making his way down the rubble and as he comes close, you can see that he's all dirty. His hair is must. He's wearing what maybe used to be an actual like hockey jerky, jerky junk. Hockey jerky. I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. Probably once it used to be a real hockey jersey, 
but he's wearing like a mishmash of sports pads and uh, he has like a helmet like an, uh, a football helmet under his uh, arm and he kind of approaches warily with the kind of grace that you would imagine like a, a jungle savage to have like he picks his way very carefully over the rubble so so as not to disturb any any larger uh, bit of detritus so that uh, he'll attract any more critters and he stops a, a bit away you know around the the cover and make the hand gesture no harm no 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 intent to steal basically saying, yeah we're, we're just you know we're just passing through sure he looks at you two sniffs the air a bit and he's like he looks the two of you over and he's like where's the third one just in case we ha- this does not work out as your three up there are just in case it doesn't work out uh, he seems to move on from that issue uh he says you have water what do you have in trade bug pieces food legs that's where the good meat is but uh he waves his hand under his nose oh what do you call it again the the shit that ants produce that smells oh pheromones yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well he wouldn't say that um oh uh, he just say says like uh they ant stink yeah bug stink ant stink just warning i'll look over uh, i'll look at rory hold up one finger Indicating one share of water and see if he agrees. I shrug. I turn back. One share of water. Basically, it's a canteen. Uh, he nods. You you have uh, your pick up there. I'll go pick. They stay here. You stay here, too. He nods. So, but I will hand him the uh, canteen. No, actually, I'll hang on to the canteen of water as I climb up and go over the hill. So he looks at, uh, as you make your way up, he looks over to uh, Rory. Uh, you glow like a uh, cup, like the, the great cup. Oh, oh what's the word? Great cup? What's that? The great cup, the prize. You play for keeps and you go to the great league of champions. Uh, maybe. <laughs> you got the Super Bowl cup and it glows. He scowls a bit like, you, you don't know this? You play for keeps, you get to live forever in the league of champions. Oh, I, I, I've not heard that one before. Or maybe I did and I forgot. Oh. What, uh, you don't believe in League of Champions? I didn't know about it. <laughs> what do, do you believe in? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the thing is, I don't remember. <laughs> you should fe- see feasts after uh, the playoffs. They, they are surely like, uh, like the feasts in, in the League of Champions. That sounds good. Yes, it's good. We eat, we drink, we recite the holy numbers. Oh. Which ones are holy? Oh, he looks down at, he pokes his jersey. Uh, or, uh, whose number is four. And like, there's, you don't know what it says on his shirt, but apparently that's number four. Oh, yeah, yeah, four, four, sure, sure, four. Yeah, I've, I've been working on that. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys see anything interesting to the east? No, we come, um, we come from north. From deal made with uh, someone uh, called Pope, his settlement. Uh, Growing. Oh. Yes. Need um, great heroes. Oh, you said you came from there and you make a deal with him? Yes. We uh, make land safe. Many go to the League of Champions. You make the land safe and what did he give you? Oh, we get uh, the stuff for feasts. Ah. But uh, I'm thinking maybe uh, he is not so good a uh, uh, lord. Oh. Well, he beginning to, um, he's, it's like he's searching for the proper words, like, 
Uh, he forced others to do uh, work. Damn that pope. Not, not hero work. <sighs> oh. Maybe um, you know of uh, other settlement that can make feast, and we can prove ourselves and go to the Hall of, or not Hall of, uh, League of Champions. <laughs> I met some folks a while back. Yeah, they, they've been nice. They haven't made me do work. I mean, I, I do work because, you know, that's what you do, right? help people out and to help you out and, and take care of each other, right? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, we, we are the ice and team, he nods. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's, it's back that way. Oh, where? He looks across over your shoulder as if like he's supposed to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that hill. It's kind of like a couple hills over, kind of. I think Bo does most of the navigating. He nods. Oh, maybe I ask Bo when he back. I guess that's my cue to crest the hill with a big old ant leg over my shoulder. And I'll come, as I come on down, I'll hand the, uh, the canteen to, um, to Gretzky here. As we said, share water, we get share meat. Thank you. Well, I guess I don't need to stay in cover anymore. Sounds like this is all going pretty well. Come out and say I don't like Pope either. Oh, you say that? Yeah. Oh, he looks at you. Uh, he's like, uh, he looks you up and down and you're, you're like wearing your fatigues, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you, you cavalry man. I'm the reserve, the bencher. I'm the hack. I, uh, medic. I get people, get people back in the game when they're down. <laughs> I love how everybody's just going with it. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, good skill. We call that trainer. If he asked me, I'd say, well, they'll be wary. They didn't trust me when I showed up at first, but uh, I'll give him the uh, moral directions. Look for the rock that looks like looks like a head. It'll be on a hillside. You want to go left of that by about twenty paces, and then blah blah blah. He first uh, must deal with the the dead, and then maybe go back to Pope, and then maybe we make visit. Depends on what uh, what coach say. Do the scaver arm grab and say good sca- good scavenge. He seems to know some of the scav stuff, um, but he, he doesn't give you a scaver vibe so much as, like, you're much more convinced that he is what you thought he was to begin with. A raider, yeah. Yeah. Which means he does the hand grip, he does the arm grip all wrong. Yeah. We'd be taking our leave. You you deal with those who have gone. May they live forever in the, the League of Champions. Coerce the other two to go start, head out, head out ahead in front of me, and now just sort of Bill Taylor and Charlie keep my eye out on those on those four. They clearly are observing you as you leave. They do so for quite a bit as you as you put distance between you, uh, yourselves between with you yeah between each other uh, and then they go to do their work. You guys heard of the League of Champions? Mm-mm. They're not scavers. Sounds like a good afterlife, and you if you can get it. I think they're someone's bully boys. Uh, they're loyal to the coach, but it looks like otherwise. They do hero work for hire. Let's see if we can find some place we can hole up yep. and um, pat in the leg and crack this open and, you know, probably cook it. So do I need to do another, another uh, read the wasteland to find a good place to hole up for the night? No, I don't think so. It's in, in the job description, I suspect. Especially this close to your own uh, your own home. It's not the most dangerous situation. But these guys are an anomaly. You've never run into them before here. So someone taught them some of the scav, scav lingo and scav signs, but they're not scavs, scavers. 
Oh, you range far enough and talk to enough people. Kill enough people. I guess we're doing this over the, you know, with the uh, bug meat roasting on sticks over the fire. Okay. So you settle in and you start getting ready, ready with your part of your dinner after the day's trek. And it doesn't take too long until uh, you all get a bit of a, a whiff of something off. It smells sour. My machete's out because I had to cut that meat up somehow. Not the meat itself, is it? No, it's it's uh, it's like it's coming off the wind from somewhere beyond your little camp here. We're we're too far from the swamp to smell it yet. Well, it's not too far off a swamp smell. Be a weird critter that can bring the smell with it in the desert. Put the fire to my back and peer into the darkness. Do you want to see if you can spot anything out there? Yeah. So, um, give me insight. Eight, Marshall. Uh, you see movement in the dimness. Like, maybe just after sunset, so there's still some lingering light, and the sky is still, like, lit up in places with, like, all these wonderful and natural polluting <laughs> pinks and greens. There should be, like, Aurora Borealis overhead because the, the magnetic field's all screwed up. Why not? And uh, you see a shadowy figure kind of... You're not sure if the figure is shambling or stumbling or dragging itself forward somehow. Something moving out there. But some, somebody's approaching. Doesn't look healthy. No. Gotta be on guard. Do I see it now? Uh, well, if he pointed it out, right? Yeah, I did. Does its shape look familiar? Yeah, it looks like a person. It's definitely where the smell is coming from. It's coming downwind from this guy, this person. It coming towards? It's gangrene, leg rot. Towards your little camp here. Drive it off? He's sick. Maybe it's leg rot. Maybe that's what we're smelling. Well, we ask. Yeah. Ho out there. Hey, there's no response from the figure, but the figure is drawing closer. I, I wave at it. You're very visible waving. is like... Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked so far. So there's no apparent response. I hate to say this. Shoot it. Why? Not gonna mind anymore. Stop and identify yourself. Hey, there's no response. Figure keeps shambling forward. Shoot it. Unless you want to go hand-to-hand with it when he gets here. Draw. Crouch. Aim. Want to shoot or do you want to wait a little until you can see it more clearly? See the, see the greens of its eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to fight all my instincts as a hack, so I want a more definite establishment of uh, of threat, if it is one. Well, I'm staying off to the side with machete in hand, ready to try to block. Am I the only one with a gun? I think so. I have a gun. Oh. It's only a pistol, too, so... Even with aiming, you get more than 10 yards or so out. My chances of hitting are small, so I am letting it come in a little closer. 10-ish yards or so is certainly close enough to see it more clearly from the glow of your fire and Rory. First, you think maybe this is an injured person, and uh, then the, in, the, in the glow of the flame, you see like, it is indeed a person wearing some sort of helmet. And the helmet has like these metal bands on it, and it has this weird spirally antennae thing on it. The eyes in this person are completely dead. They're white, uh, and uh, they're missing the lower jaw entirely. The rest of the figure is covered in this in these kind of like coveralls that are all tattered, and 
they look like they've been soaked at one point and then covered in in swamp muck and mud and then they've kind of dried out in the sun so they're all kind of disfigured it's like a large portion of the abdomen missing just like a white mass inside uh well well the abdomen is still there right uh it's just uh you know the 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 whole thing looks like it's almost like you're looking at a dead or half dead person who's yeah this is not human so doc you think think you could fix him Shoot him! Shoot him! I open fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I know when he's beyond help. This isn't really a fight, so uh, are you looking to incapacitate or kill sim- simply? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not sure how much damage to the head is going to do, but... It's got a fully visible face. Uh, is there a transparent screen in front of that face? No, no, it's just a bare face. Okay. That which drives has to be... Somewhere. Basically, I'm aiming to, you know, if my caliber's big enough, shatter that skull. Right. A couple rounds should do it. So, bang, bang. All right. Splat, splat. Hit to the face. It falls to its knees and then plants its uh, face first into the ground, just a few yards from you. If it's not twitching, I'm going to run up and lop its head off with my machete. (laughs) Okay. You do so. Yeah, and then once that's done, I go over and grab some I grab some burning branches and see if I can set fire to it. While well, while he's doing that, I go look it over, maybe turn it over. Uh, yeah, okay. So uh, it appears to be a person, possibly a, an ordinary human male. Um, looks to have either be have been or be in some sort of state of half life or possibly death. There's some you think there's possibly like. This is what people look like with, when they've been dead for a bit or when they're going through the half-life process. The jaw seems to have been taken off, not just ripped off by uh, like some critter. It, it appears to have been purposely removed. So it's, it's very like oddly clean around the gaping hole. Right? It's not a shaving accident. No. <laughs> and it's not like a claw from some critter that just like shaved the, the, the jaw off. That is disturbing. It looks intentional, right? And the helmet looks like a very cramped army helmet with bands of metal. Some of it is maybe like copper colored. And like I said, it has this weird spirally antennae thing on top. I'll take the helmet. So you start to try to take the helmet off. You realize that it's actually probably attached to the skull somehow. Yeah. Bolted to the skull. Bet you there's wires in that helmet going into the skull. As I'm setting fire to the body, that metal is good good scavenge. It doesn't burn too terribly well. It it does smoke an awful lot, though. Oh, great. So it's going to stink here now. <laughs> it stinks already. I, I, I kicked the body. Yeah, the stench is definitely from this thing. So I'm taking this, this helmet. Look at the, the head in there. Now. Sorry, buddy. And I'll like try to get the head out, separate the head from the helmet. Okay, so imagine uh, a human skull that's been partially surgically broken, removed, and attached to a house. It's more like a housing for a half-brain, half-mechanical monstrosity that you're kind of like pulling apart. And there are wires, and like there's a spurt of like black black bile, you know, like when you're pulling these things apart. Like, you guys never seen anything like this before, have you? No, I am definitely looking in a different direction while he's doing that, you know. 
it's pretty fascinating though. It's, it's attached to all kinds of stuff that like you don't really know why they're attached to different things, but you're pretty sure they're do it does stuff. It's designed to do stuff. I wouldn't put that on your head. You're a junk whisperer. Yeah, you should be able to figure out what it is. Rory, I'm pretty sure that that if if you figured out how to attach this to another person, you could probably get the same effect, whatever effect it's, it's had on this thing. I could turn somebody into a strange shambling corpse. <laughs> I, I don't know when that would be useful, but hey, if it ever is, I got the helmet for it. I keep pointing out all the metals. That, that metal's worth more than wherever that helmet's wherever that helmet does. Definitely not ethical. They destroyed this man's mind to make him into a machine. That doesn't seem nice. He may already have been dead when they put this thing on his head. Very possibly. If there was any awareness at all, I'm glad that I must have done him a favor by blowing him away. You guys start on the uh, bug meat. I'm going to do a little uh, little recce to see if there's any others wandering around here. I'm not going to go too far from the campsite, but I will go far enough so, so I can look around and... Nothing in particular comes to to it comes to view or really beyond the ordinary. There's a, a definite shift in the atmosphere and uh, the kind of mood of the wasteland, speci- specifically eastward, than what you're used to. There's like there's like this this roiling turmoil in the east that wasn't there before, and it's it's there in in kind of like the smells that are coming out of the east, and it's there in in what the eastern sky looks like, and it's there in in the critters that are moving westward that you keep noticing, even small things like uh, just the, an earthworm that's uh, wiggling its way west some for some reason. I'll head back and cut myself up a bit of uh, bug meat. And, yeah, things are acting up east. The swamp is uns- upset. The swamp is upset. And I get the feeling that this guy is only the first. We need to find better places to hide the the hole up for the night. Did you just leave the guy? Hopefully, possibly partly burn, burning, or oh, maybe just push dirt and rocks over him. So okay, might be better to bury again, yeah, but a real good bury. We're talking two meters. I don't think we've got stuff for that. I got a shovel. <laughs> rocks and sand. The scavengers will find him. I wouldn't wish this guy's meat on any coyote out here. Coyote? Whatever we call scavenging animals out here. Cutlers, I don't know. <laughs> hey, we're near we're near bug bug places, so you know, hey, there there's some bugs that look, would make a good meal of them. You two get to sleep, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull first watch. You got it. And I will let the fire go out. Good that's just a big signal that, you know, hey, there's someone here. You're gonna have to cover uh, poor poor Rory up in like a blanket or something. <laughs> so the the night passes essentially uneventfully, at least by comparison to um, the pre-dinner guest. And uh, yeah, you you're basically ready to continue your little trek eastward by the time that the sun is up. If we're in like a little hollow, I'm gonna climb up the top of it and then I'm gonna do another read. What, do you, what would you like to know? I see where the swamp is. I mean, I can probably see it in the daylight now. Yeah, probably a little broad band to the east in the distance. If it's if that star fell into the wasteland, well, I want to figure out the shortest way, shortest way to get to it, if it is there. You have a good idea based on your previous judgment, since you know the land. Is there anything else you would like to know? Is there anything nasty coming our way? Sure. That's certainly something. That'll be an insight, right? Mm-hmm. Another partial. I've, I've covered kind of how... Um, 
the wasteland tends to talk to you in in terms of how you know the the little subtle signs and and shifts in in animal life how the plants behave the smells the all of that stuff this the same kind of premonition you had yesterday taking a little recce it's much more potent today like there's there's something even more dire uh brewing to the east you can actually probably even see that there's a glimmer in the air in the distant east and then it's just not, and not just because the swamp is usually like a glow heavy place there's almost like there's something more now something more potent instead of the sickly yellow green that it usually has it's now like it's got a silver sheen to it it's a little too far to see the the you know particulars of the swamp it's like this very distant green band on the horizon but in between here and there there's yes there's a kind of a glitter uh, I'll come back down yeah there's stuff out there I think we're going to try to stay uh, I'm gonna say stay north of it a little bit so we're not gonna go straight to the swamp out of curiosity do you, do you keep the the helmet and the head get the helmet not the head oh so you you're actually divorcing the two completely yeah okay cool so you got you got the helmet uh, with partly brain insights, wiry things. I had a thought this morning I'm wondering about. Uh-uh. We haven't seen the bird in a couple of days. Nope. Just something on my mind. All right, back up. We head out. All right. Taking your little detour to avoid what you think is uh, some kind of oncoming threat. Yeah, you know, every so often climbing up a, up a hill or a scarpment or a ruined building and just looking around and see... Just making sure there's nothing in front of us. I am being extra paranoid. So it's no surprise then that you, when you start hearing in the distance, kind of a the rumble of of engines. Who of them you think? I, I, I unconscious, I, I unconsciously make the hand gesture of of oncoming road warriors, and I realize they don't know they don't know the the gesture, and I go, I wave back. <laughs> yeah, trucks. They're they're um, trucks coming, and I point in the direction I, I'm hearing the sound from. What can I see from here? Or do I just, just hear them? Uh, yeah, you see some very heavily scab-chopped pickups rolling in your general direction. It's not like they've zeroed in on you or anything, but it, they seem to be going. They're going to cross your path. I'll clamber on down and say, do we want to wait until they pass? I would. Where are they coming from? Uh, quick, quick, quick sketch in the in the dirt, you know, and they're coming down this way. If we go around this side of the hill, we might be able to get, you know, evade them. Given the trajectory, it's not too difficult for for Absinthe to figure out that these might be uh, Pope's people. Well, maybe these ones actually do have hero work. But yeah, it sounds like they're coming from Pope's settlement. We will not want to see them at all. You want to lay low? Yeah. Yep. No big feet, really, considering the size of the waist and all that. So just lie flat until they pass. And they seem to do a, like a like they're passing you kind of diagonally. If you had if you had gone your normal route, then they would have caught up with you somewhere in the midday, maybe. But you took a different route, so you caught them early. But they're they you know they rumble past, and they're heading towards the swamp just like us. If they're going to the swamp, then that's where they're they'll end up. Once they're gone for a little bit, I'm going to clamber back up the hillside and see and see if I can catch the side of them as they're heading heading that way. And figure we go at right angles. We go that way. They have the the jerseys on. Do I see like is there is there someone in the back with a? Imp- they're a little too far away to see what they're wearing. But 
Is there someone in the back standing up at an improvised, you know, uh, weapons mount? Nope. And just trucks. They're all scabbed. Don't see anyone with, uh, with big weapons, so they may just have small, small stuff. They're going that way. I say we go that way. You continue along the path then at a slightly adjusted angle, so you're not, um, the, the idea is still to skirt whatever problem was maybe rolling your way and then mm -hmm. turn back toward the swamp. Okay. Let them encounter the problem. <laughs> In fact, since I knew I have a vague idea where they're heading, every time I, I, I go for up and look around, do I see anything like smoke? Do I hear any sounds of gunshots? Or I think given the amount of wind and background noise and the odd confrontation that happens out here anyway, it would be that strange to hear. It would be more, maybe if you wanted to really be sure that the noise is coming from the direction you think they went in. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. So, what, insight? If you want to. All right, I'll give it a try. I haven't got any skill. I haven't got any, any, any experience from this, so I need to, I need to fail at something. <laughs> Yay, I failed! Yay! All right, so I guess um, at some point you you take a perch and try to pick up any noises or sounds or any plumes of smoke or what have you. From their general direction, yeah. Yeah. And uh, as you're doing so, you become immersed for a moment in, in all the, the impressions of the waste. It's like uh, the, the collected voices of everything that lives starts to crowd into your mind and, and your vision becomes a little unfocused for a moment. I become with the wasteland. <laughs> and then you see that blue bird again. It's kind of ahead of you, kind of watching you with one side of its head with a, this dead black eye and its plumage so blue, it's bleeding blue into the world. I carefully hold a hand up and wave down at, uh, at Rory. Rory, Rory, Bluebird, come up here, quick. It vanishes like it used, used to vanish? Ah, crap. And then it pops up again, like 50 yards ahead. I'm still waiting for Rory to come up. <laughs> what? Bluebird, Bluebird. You don't see anything. It's ahead of us. What? What's Bluebird? Is that one of your scavenger things? I better go up, too. Well, you may remember that, that the Mojo woman was babbling something about some some sign or portent of the evil spirit of the world that was. And, and uh, Bo had talked about seeing some kind of weird bird. And now... I figured I'd better come up, too, so... I'm pointing the direction it should be in. And it moved that direction. Really? Yeah. I didn't see it move before. Well, no, it... it bloop, bloop. Oh. Standing right there, uh, watching you, Bo, uh, you don't see anything absinthe. I don't. Okay. No. I'll, I'll raise an eyebrow, then I will make the scaver hand gesture parlay. Well, that's a little disappointing. I guess I must have been wrong. Uh, you can all roll a die of fate, each one of you. I got a five. I got a one, so Dirk. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Dirk and Kenem... Dirk and, and John, you can uh, re-roll yours. Two. Three. Okay. Rory, take 1d6 harm uh, as something rips through your ugly t-shirt to your side. Ouch. And as he goes, oh, you hear the report of a rifle in somewhere in the distance. What about Bo? Yeah, what does Bo do? If I hear a shot, I'm just going to hit Absinthe and pull them down the side of the hill. So, Rory, you're shot through the side. Uh, still alive, obviously, but uh, 
feels pretty bad. Yeah, I, I think I fall down onto the ground. <laughs> if you're near me, I'll drag you into cover and start looking at that. I've heard the, the rifle. I guess I'll try to get on some cover that's the other side of where I heard from. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's uh, the Pope men? I don't know. They're too far away for me to reliably return fire with this. So you were in this kind of um, broken landscape with uh, brick rubble and scrubs and uh, like little mini hill, essentially. So there's plenty of stuff to hide behind, both both for you or any shooter. And it's it's about like midday, so the sun is is up, beating down. Well, we stay here; they can easily circle around and, and catch us. So I think we want to just move that way, and, uh, and I'll help carry Rory if you, unless you, if you can't walk. I think I can walk. I don't want to stand up and get shot again. I want to wad something up and slow blood loss until we can get to a point where I can see if I can't dig that thing out, staple it shut. Are you pretty sure it went straight through? Well, good. That's lucky. Well, if we stay here, we're just sitting ducks. Where are we going? I turned my head in the direction. I saw the bluebird that way. I don't know if it's leading into a trap or leading us out of a trap, but I figured there's the bluebird. That's just a sign, and just go ahead that direction. Head that direction. I want to read this etch here. Didn't the okay. Mojo woman say, "Boo, this is bad," right? And this is bad, and then I got shot. So that sounds bad. <laughs> But I would like to read a cinch. Uh, yeah, sure. What would you like to know? There's two holes in Rory. One should be bigger than the other. So based on where he was standing and which hole is bigger, figure out which side of this rubble the gunshot came from. Sure. Go for it. Insight. Not bad. Thinking about straining that. Uh, oh, okay. Turn it into a full success. It's 10. Okay. So um, full success means you're fairly certain it came from, you were shot from behind, kind of from the northwest-ish direction, maybe north-northwest. Shot from behind, somebody behind us, we got to get the other side of this. Put a shoulder under um, on Rory's bad side and start helping him get around the hill so we can get behind it. By now, there ought to be more people unless you're dealing with a single person. Usually when somebody takes a shot at somebody else out here, it's because they have friends who, who are going to rush in, or they're fairly certain that they can take you with a shot. There should be people now bearing down on you with machetes or something, but they're ha- they haven't shown up. It also just been a warning shot. Sentry. Didn't like me. Goddamn nightlight, I can't sleep. <laughs> Let's move. Yeah. Move as fast as you can walk around the, uh, around the hill and try to... Keep cover between us and that, and where the shot came from. All right. And absinthe? Sticking with the group and keeping my head down. Anything uh, Rory wants to do while he's being helped away? Keeping an eye out for anybody else. Uh, roll an insight. Okay. XP. Un- unless you want to do um, strain, obviously. Well, I'll take that. That XP will get me to five, so All right. maybe I'll take it. Uh, we refresh on stream at, on the session. When you rest, yes. So okay. either way, you would have been good after last night. So no strain spent. It's a miss. No strain. You're you're rounding the hill. This uh, piece of um, crumbled shack at the foot of the hill is obscuring the truck um, that you now see in your middle of your sights. So when you're when you're 
turning, you know, around the hill, you round the, you see the little crumbling, you know, shack, and you, which is like stone and corrugated sheet roof, and then you see uh, the truck, which looks somewhat like the Pope people truck trucks, but this one has like a, a cage on the back, um, and there are two guys standing there. One is standing kind of uh, at guard, as if he's waiting for somebody. He has a rifle, uh, an old bolt action rifle. Um, in his hands, but he wasn't expecting to see you guys coming around the corner. It was like he's waiting for somebody to come down a different way. And uh, there's another one kind of bent over the hood of the truck, and he has something like a, I don't know, maybe a map or something spread out over the hood, uh, and he's marking something on it. And, you know, the, the guy with the rifle notices you coming around the corner. But we kind of surprised him, though. Yes. So I'm going to take advantage of that. Up oh, comes the machete, and I scream and, and go at him. <laughs> <laughs> Try to cover you. You just let go of poor... Uh, yeah, yeah. Poor Rory, okay. Yeah, so I guess that's prowess. Okay. Woo, yeah. Cool. Do, do your, your damage, your harm. Oh, yeah, slash. He's just like in a, in a very dirty, shabby khaki shirt and pants, so he's not like armored or anything, and that just takes him clean out. You can describe that if you want to. I, I'm running up and you're like, I, I, I want to disarm him, so I disarm him. You know, slice and there goes the arm down. It's the, it's the Jimbo scene with the, the arm goes on the ground with the, holding the rifle. Yeah, so again, the guy at the, at, at the map or whatever he's doing, he kind of jumps back in surprise. Surprise and fear. And Rory does what? Or, or Absinthe, that's also fine. They've got a cage. They're looking to capture people. They're popes. Let's lay them low. Okay. And this is prowess, though. Yeah. Uh, are you happy? Would you like to spend strain? or? I mean, you actually got a fair chance of getting a full hit if you strain. All right. Yeah. We're using this, the crit thing, right? So I'm not going to do what I had in mind to do. So you, you take him out however you wish that to happen. One shot upper chest goes down. All right. So you had uh, a pistol half out of a belt holster. Uh, but it stays there as he crumples. Uh, I'm grabbing the rifle, going over, and if I see a pistol, yanking that pistol out, grabbing the uh, map, and looking at the truck and going, who knows how to drive? You, you don't? <laughs> I don't. I can figure it out. Or he's probably going to be the best at that. Mm-hmm. Anybody in the back? Uh, the cage is empty, but it's also open. Is there, uh, is there room for three of us? Or if no, it, it, there isn't. So I'm grabbing that rifle and I'm clambering up the cage and laying prone on the top with the rifle. Yeah, we'll drive until it's out of fuel, abandoning the ditch. Just get us away from the sniper as fast as we can. Let's grab the map and uh, the guns, ammo, and off we go. Okay. So as you're on top of the, the cage there, as, as you're driving away, you see a person kind of jumping down the hill, waving his arms. It appears to have a stick or a rifle or something in his arms, in, his ha- in one of his hands. Sorry. Oh. Obviously, uh, Rory can't see him or hear him. So. What the hey? I shooting his. I'm going to see if I can shoot him. Okay. So this is precision shooting, so you don't have to worry about ammo. All right. Eh. I'll take the experience point. Bang! I just waste a shot, but eh. Uh, you, you're pretty sure you hit him. Actually, he tumbles down amid some rocks, and you don't see him. Get back up. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're abandoning him out in the waist and yell, head straight, head straight ahead. Which way is head is straight away yeah. when there are no roads? 
basically which way the truck's where the whichever way the truck is facing, yeah, that's the way we're going. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can steer by hitting one side or the other side of the tr- of the cab with the bow of the gun, you know. Uh, you you want to adjust so they're following your your intended trajectory, or? Yeah, 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 yeah. In a truck, we're going to actually pretty much get to the swamp, aren't we? Gun it, yeah. This truck doesn't have an eight track tape, does it? Die of fate. I mean, yeah, okay. Roll a d six. Okay. High, high is good. Five. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously it does. Look at the size of that slot. Pull the eight track, eight track out. Compare the size. Give it a try. No, no, no. This way. This way. Oh, okay. So, Rory, what what tinny music is coming through the the speakers? Uh, like some. It's like a. Uh, Schmaltzy pop, um, an undercover lover, midnight fantasy. What was what that song? <laughs> it's it's a top of the forties tape. <laughs> Fantastic. The spirits of the world that was cry out to you. <laughs> so the final stretch toward the the swamp is essentially this flat salt waste, for lack of a better term. It was probably shot on location on uh, the, the, the Nevada Salt Lake or wherever it usually is that every movie is shot at. Maybe it's in California, I don't know. Bonneville Salt Threats, yeah. Probably filmed there. This this part was probably filmed there um, with some CGI uh, swampland or something you know, from the 70s. No, 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 matte paintings from the 70s. Right, right, right. Uh, Star Wars style. So yeah, you're you're pretty exposed out here. On the other hand, you, you can see for miles, so... Uh, you're not getting snuck up on. Do this last stretch, and then we'll maybe stop maybe like a hundred meters from where I would consider the swamp starts. Don't want to go driving into the swamp in the truck. Yeah, the closer you get to the swamp, there's a, an odd... I don't know if you've ever been here very often, Bo, but normally it's this kind of thick, fetid, humid feeling. This time when you're here, there's almost like a, like you're driving into a cold spot. There's a cold, wet, um, and you feel this especially since you're on the outside. This wet, cold air is coming toward you um, and just uh, making you shiver. Does it smell different? Yeah, it smells a bit like um, like that uh, that poor dead drone thing you took apart the other night. I'm looking ahead. Do I see anything anything shambling out of the swamp toward us, or no? You see, you see the the slow. Uh, transition from dusty salt flat to swampy, you know, growth with with the various uh, you know weird mutant bird critters that are usually there, uh, although they're maybe a little more silent because you were here. I do want us to stop though early, one so we can treat treat Rory. Now I gotta get another T-shirt. <laughs> the other true. one's ugly. <laughs> What time of day is it right now? It's getting towards sun sunset by the time you're you're you get to the the swamp proper, the frontier. It's like it's like the deserts of Egypt reaching the 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 fertile shores of the Nile, right? I think I heard. You pack the salt around the wound, you won't get infection. So I'll get to work on you. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I've I applaud you for 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 embracing your hack mentality there. Right, you wanna you wanna treat him as part of the rest here? Yeah. yeah. I'll give him an extra D. Can we open and close the lock on the cage from the inside or is it uh I think there's an open padlock just hanging from from the, the door. Take the padlock off, 
good salvage. The healing, so when is that is that a roll or is that just something he does? I was probably gonna model that after the medic uh, talent from um, from Breakers, which basically means that you can do a healing action in in battle, so to speak. So you could have done that, but since you had a bunch of other stuff to do and then you drove off, I didn't want to push it. Other than that, you can apply healing during a rest where you look over people's wounds, basically. But they have to have wounds for that to be a, a thing. Yeah, the way it's worded right now, it says plus 1d healing during rest. So uh, you, get, you pick up dice equal to however many strain you have left, and you roll those. I roll it or he rolls it? Uh, he rolls uh, however many strain he has left plus your die, and that's how much he heals. I thought about maybe limiting healing a bit, but then I was like, eh, I'd rather want you to risk more. <laughs> So no problem, you recover. Nice. Yep, yep. Your mutant healing ability kicked in, and the, the hole just fills right up with meat. It's more like it seals up. <laughs> <laughs> kind of cauterizes it close. Thanks, Doc. No problem. It's either going to be not too terribly life-threatening wounds, or it's going to be you're dead. I'd rather play it that way. I'm licking the salt and going, you know, we can get a bag of this stuff and take it home. Yeah, you keep it dry and clean. Yeah, I'm sure it's not at all radioactive. <laughs> Like, we worry about radiation in this game, right? You know? It's a radiation source. Cool. You look over uh, Rory's wound, staple it shut, you, you put your hooch on it, and uh, you pat it a few times, I guess. Rory bites through the stick. It's going to be painful, but it's going to be right to thread more or less tomorrow. Great. No one else is wounded, right? Mm -mm. No. How do you propose to spend your, your night here, right on the doorstep of the swamp? Well, you know, it's going to be between two of us, because Rory is, is healing, so we're not going to wake him up. You want to pull first first shift or, or pull second shift? First. Wake me up. Sure will. Anything go bump in the night? Uh, Well, not not for first or second watch, anyway. In the early morning, there are noises in the swamps. First, um, whoever's on watch then. That'd be me. So there are noises in the swamp? Kind of rumbles as of some large beast. There are birds moving around, and uh, there's a, a sense that there's something going on. But whether or not this is normal in the swamp is not, you know, super clear. At best, I I did this, the outskirts of the swamp. Never went inside. Actually, during the night, did the swamp look the same as I remember it when I was younger, or does it look really different? Maybe some of it looks smaller. <laughs> I mean, the glow and so forth. Is it really boiling and roiling in there? It kind of comes and goes, but this is kind of a, one of those locus points where this kind of yellowy, greenish miasma kind of rises up and, and dissipates on the regular. I got a feeling if we drive in there, we're just going to get this thing stuck. We're going to have to walk in. When it's uh, early enough, I'll just, you know, bang on the cage and say, wake up, wake up. All right, we're up. Yeah, the swamp is swamp is busy this morning, so we have to be on the lookout. Uh, we'll lay out that, that map that we got. Sounds like a good idea. What, what did they have on there? What did that look like? It's something very, very faded. Uh, you think it might have been some kind of, um, what do you call it, like a chart over electrical systems or something once upon a time, but the actual stuff is faded very badly, uh, and then somebody has drawn on top of it. For those of you who don't read, it looks like here's a place, 
and there are there are arrows going different places and there's a, a few circles that might be important over in different directions i do have five xp and i've been working on my reading so maybe i could get something out of it all right anyone else who knows how to possibly decipher can help yeah i've got the reader talent myself so ah, it's too bad that it faded so much they drew this over well maybe it's better that such ancient sorcery be faded out but insight to make heads or tails out of either layer i guess sure and whoever isn't isn't rolling can help which would be a uh, partial anyway even if you won't bother uh want to spend any strain or are you are you happy all these lines going into this box more lines to another box <laughs> 10 oh okay i see yeah so there are definitely letters and numbers attached to, to some of the very faded underlayer. Whatever that's supposed to represent is very difficult to say. You're not very, like, machine savvy. Not much. Plaw. But uh, the top layer that they've drawn on seems to indicate uh, there's, a, there's a, like a P uh, for a, um, a place that's up in, like, the left corner. Uh, and then there are arrows, kind of like, you almost get the sense that they're like directional, like tactics arrows, like uh, des- describing move- movement of uh, maybe people, or this is, this is where, you know, a raid is being con- is conducted or something like that. There's a place kind of down south on the map, kind of the bottom, bottom left corner that says, uh, that has an L above it. There's a kind of a wavy area that you assume might be the swamp, kind of in the bottom, um, Bottom right to to middle upper corner. Some of the arrows go toward the the edge of the swamp, and there are a few X's, kind of these um, uh, rescue or military kind of X's with circles, and then they fill in information in each bra- in each you know section, each pie piece. And there are like there are numbers, and there are like there are single letter in- indications and and probably abbreviations. You seem to remember that sometimes you know people be like. They foreshorten things. I don't know if you taught yourself reading or whatever, but somebody said that CGT was sergeant or something like that. So sometimes they they would make these short things shorter. But you think um, in places where they have these X's, they you, they might be raid locations, maybe settlements. They found things, or they they are pointing out resources, or maybe they're caches. Hard to say. Hmm. Could be a raiding plan. Could be. But it's definitely dictating, definitely, that's the word I'm looking for, it's definitely marking out resources. Either resources taken or resources stashed. I think those guys we shot were leaders. Because this is awfully complete for why they'd be out in a truck instead of back at uh, command. Hmm. Well, if they were the leaders, we've uh, cut the head off. Yeah, I think that's a bit hopeful. There wasn't any, like, radios in the trucks that we could tell other than the 8-track. No comm gear, is what I'm saying. Not that you've seen. You want to look through the truck? I wouldn't know what I'm looking for. That would be more like, that would be more uh, Rory's bit. He's a junk whisperer. Well, that doesn't mean he understands the technology necessarily, or, you know, he, but he can figure it out. Yeah, what do you want it to do? <laughs> Maybe there were supply sites, and this guy was... They were making the rounds and filling in updated information to take back. I guess, yeah. Anything in the glove compartment? Under the seats? Roll a, roll a dialogue. D6. Oh, Well, I guess there is something. P- possibly a walkie-talkie. 
<laughs> hasn't been squawking at us all this time, so it probably it's turned off. So I fiddle with uh, the little dial things. You know, I mean, some of the stuff in it kind of fits with the the helmet thing you got. Just FYI. <laughs> I could, maybe they were talking to the guy. You put this helmet on, then they could maybe talk to you. That doesn't sound good, though. You could put the helmet on. I'm not going to put the helmet on. I'm not going to help anybody put it on. <laughs> Do we remember about which direction was going when it when the star fell into the swamp? I don't think you were part of uh, the whole observing a falling star. Thing. That was something she mentioned. You were out doing your your you know bring fuel back run, and then you were captured by the Mister Scorch worshippers, and then the storms came. Build a raft. Um, that ain't gonna work. So we're just gonna have to slog it. There'll be hillocks and things like that, but I've never, I've never been into the deep part of the swamp, so I have no idea what it's like. Raise your guns above your head, keep them dry. What's the plan? Do we keep the truck or plane to come back here, or do we need it anymore? Take the keys. If we come back to it, we take it home. Otherwise, we just find a nice hillock and just sort of park next to it. And maybe, maybe we can hide behind some brush. I don't know. Yeah. Do you want to take it into the near swamp and, and obscure it somehow? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then do you, do you pick a direction at random, or do you have a system? I get a nice big stick. I place it in the ground and let let it go and see which way it falls. I see. Okay. That's the direction we came from. <laughs> we go that way then, point in the opposite direction. Yeah. yeah, I'll leave with my machete cutting the path. It doesn't take very long before the swamp kind of closes in around you and becomes very dark. And suddenly it's like you're on Dagobah making your way through the, this, these ridiculously dense, tall treed, um, swampy wastelands. That's why I'm up front with the machete cut, you know, blazing a trail. The smell is one of pretty potent woodland kind of swampy corruption. Uh, there's also a very heavy kind of ant-like stench in the air. Like def, a definite insect uh, presence. Beyond the stench of of insect, there's also like there is huge Carboniferous age sized like um, uh, dragonfly creatures. They're obviously mutated somehow because they're all weird colors and they have weird bloats on them. And some of them kind of hover very slowly, sluggishly, whereas, whereas others dart kind of like a proper dragonfly. And they're like they're hunting. Uh, little like mutant pigs and um, squirrel things in the trees. When you say little mutant pigs, yeah, I mean like they're 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 like dwarf pigs that are mutated. Uh, uh, Carboniferous eight, although large, though they wouldn't fly away with a proper pig. <laughs> Pygmy pigs that smaller than chihuahuas. Pick them up with your two hands. Yeah, something like that. But these are kind of like shaggy and have all kinds of boils and shit on them. Very unpleasant. The shape and fang, uh, you know, tusks coming out in odd angles. Yeah. Yep. Like a, they're like a cross between mini pigs and the and the rodents of my usual size from a fire swamp. I'm doing my best to keep us up on semi dry ground. It's definitely a drunkard's walk through the swamp. It, uh, give me an insight to navigate properly in the direction you indicated that you hoped to go. Okay. Survey says you know I strain this. Do you? Yeah, I'll strain it. So I'll roll D6. Sure you don't want that XP? It'll ping me. Final XP chance for the, of the evening. 
What the hell? I'll ping myself because I could be five. Great. So we're lost. Great. Yeah, you enter this uh, uh, little area where there are all these kind of pools of of dark, sluggish, oil slick kind of rainbow oil bo- bo- rainbow colored oil slick uh, water uh, all around with these these little atolls essentially of rooty trees and and bushes and there's this kind of mist hanging around that's a little bit off colored it's not usually like the usual water vapor it's kind of like it has some of that miasma color in it so maybe that draws your attention a little bit and then you notice some of the rocks or bumps in the pools they're not actually rocks they're chitin bow maybe you're ahead right so you see like you look straight down into one of the pools and there's that like this this little like bump rock rises up ever so little and then like these half human half bug eyes kind of open up and and stare at you and we're going to leave you there surrounded by by rambo bugman in the the glow swamp well i'll, I'll let you know i'll be prepared for that because i took as i took a new talent reflexes you always act first because you react whenever when ah, somebody's cool. surprised when you take new talents, by the way, um, you can always ask me if you want something specific that's not on any list, right? If you have an idea for something, like a power or what have you, then um, okay. we, can, we can work okay. on that. But that works. Considering how paranoid my character has been all, all through this, this session, yeah, that's a very appropriate thing for him to pick up as a sure. talent. <laughs> uh, well, I hope this was uh, kind of a direction you wanted to go in. There were a few other leads, obviously. We had talked about like the Tin Man and um, some of what the the other the Scorch Cult was up to and such. But um, I trust that this was this was the the point that you wanted to pursue. Yeah, I'm liking it. I'm very good. Yeah, thoughts, uh, mm-hmm. roses, thorns, anything. I uh, enjoy that it's uh, we got the the strangeness in there, like with the hockey guys. Oh yeah. I'm glad you like those. I, th- I thought about those for a while. <laughs> it's funny that 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 you said they were raiders because I named their their faction the Raiders, <laughs> since those are sports. That's a sports team in almost every like there are a lot of different Raiders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny too. It's one of those like po- little bits of research where I was like, I have to reference late seventies. Uh, sports people i'm not even into sports jesus i'm gonna have to look this up I'm like okay so who, who was like the coolest uh who was like the coolest goalie in, in, in hockey in the like 1960s or 1970s okay that was fun so that's i don't know if you recognize that he had uh, or whose number is four uh like number four hockey jersey i think or maybe it was baseball i can't remember but i have a whole holy pantad of of athletes that they worship <laughs> and then i realized i mentioned i yeah, I, I typed the Gretzky. Then I remember, wait, Gretzky's. He was too late. Yeah, that's what I would have called their coach if if he had been a little later, earlier. I mean, I purposely didn't write down the full thing because I wanted there to be some corruption and misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. So I have some last names and some numbers. Uh, I hope I I managed to like work in some of that, uh, some of your characters' backgrounds in a decently interesting way. Uh, yeah, I wanted to set up some 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 indication that there's stuff happening, people are doing things. And uh, I don't know if you got the, my somewhat subtle map thing there, but there was, you know, Lazarus's settlement is on the map there um, yeah. with all the points and, and arrows. Roy was going to complain that he's, he's trying to read and these people aren't spelling things out. They're just putting like single, single letters and stuff. I, seems lazy. <laughs> See, See you later. next week or in two weeks. 
See you. Have a good, have a good week or two weeks. All right. Bye. Well, I might as well check it out if he's if he's gone. Mm. I mean, it is very suiting for like a road trip in a horrible way. Remember that song, Undercover Angel? Oh yeah, I remember that damn thing. Yeah. Actually, is that in the list? Is that in the top forty list? Yeah, it's number ten. Oh, very synthy, crappy seventies pop. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> very appropriate. <laughs> Number 10 for the whole year? Number 10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. Like, uh, when they do, like, those behind-the-musics and they talk about, you know, this band that everybody thinks is classic and they had this hit that reached number five and they show the the charts and you see a bunch of the other stuff on there. It's crap that you've never heard of that's higher than them. Yeah, Hotel, Hotel California is 20. Right. Should we Should we try to wrap this up? Fascinating as 70s charts are. It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.